I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into our Monday edition of the Maze and Brew podcast here, recording late on Sunday night. Had a little burst of energy late in the evening, so here we go. Uh, gonna get this one in a little bit earlier than usual on a Monday, but it's Ohio State week. Uh, everyone needs to be on it this week. Fans need to be on it. We need to be on it coverage-wise here at Maze and Brew. And podcast-wise, we're here to deliver. So I am team site producer, managing editor, Anthony Broom. Again, uh, here solo. Apologies for a weakened voice, a, a sniffly voice, a nasally voice, whatever you want to call it. I am fighting off a cold. Got to get that figured out ahead of Thanksgiving and obviously ahead of the game this weekend. But this one, I have a tendency to come in here and say I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. But this one, I'm going to keep it as short, sweet, and to the point as I possibly can. This is the game plan in my head. And mind you, I do not have access to Schembechler Hall outside of press conferences. I am not a Michigan coach. They do not ask for my opinions. They do not ask for my analysis when it comes to their team. And thank God, because I've been wrong about a lot of stuff this year. But in looking at how both Michigan and Ohio State have performed heading into this game, and looking at, uh, uh, well, let's go here first. Vegas odds are out. Ohio State opens as a nine-point favorite, I believe, or nine-and-a-half. S&P Plus predicts that uh, Ohio State would be an 11-point favorite in this game, and that seems about right. You know, tail of the tape, Ohio State has not lost this year. And not only have they not lost, really, outside of the game against Penn State, 
they have looked superhuman all year. Now, the Penn State game showed that, yes, they are a bit mortal, but at the same time, the fear is there that perhaps they're just getting their bad and sloppy football out of the way, and that's fair. But the way that Michigan has played, and they're coming into a game now where we know what the stats are as an underdog. We know what the stats are against Ohio State. We're aware of that. We know all that. I don't think, you know, just to, to lay it on the line right off the bat here, I do not expect Michigan to win this game on Saturday. Uh, they probably, you know, I, I'm confident they can give them a game and put themselves in position to win. But, you know, as I sit here and step back and look at things objectively, you're dealing with a buzzsaw on Saturday. And potentially the best Ohio State team, not only that Jim Harbaugh has seen at Michigan, that we've seen, um, you know, in this game since, you know, at the very least, that team that won the national title in 2014. Um, you know, in my lifetime, I can't. Here's the thing with Ohio State. This Ohio State team in particular has made it look so incredibly easy this year. And they've they've been obliterating teams all season. Mind you, they, I mean, outside of Cincinnati, Penn State, Wisconsin, again, those are three those three wins are better than Alabama's three wins or, or Clemson's three wins. I'll give them that. But they haven't really had to work for it a ton. They've been thorough. They've been dominant. I was at Ohio State Northwestern back in October. And I know Northwestern sucks. They're the worst team in the Big Ten not named Rutgers this year. Ohio State put up, I think I think it was 52-3. to three. They didn't even break a sweat. It was just, it was methodical. It wasn't like it was dominated by big plays. They just they just make it look easy. So coming into this game, here's what I'm not going to do coming into this game. I'm not going to be one of the people that gets brainwashed throughout the week to think that Michigan is going to win this game. And then on the flip side of that, should Michigan lose this game, as they're expected to do, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, it, again, it depends on what it looks like. If they come out, they're nine-point underdogs. If they lose by four or five or, or by a field goal or you know anything less than two scores, depending on how it looks, I think I can be okay with that. For as much as we want this game Saturday to be about beating Ohio State, I think what I want to see most of all is that this turnaround from the last month or so isn't a fluke. It's not just you know racking up yards and points on on average to below average teams. I want to see that this this change, this philosophical change, the speed and space, the hitting the stride, I want to see that it's for real. All we've asked this year is that after the way things started, that Michigan improved enough to give themselves a chance in this game. And I think they've done just about as good a job as they possibly can in doing that in the last month or so. This is a different football team than the one that Wisconsin blew out to start the year. This is even a different football team from the Penn State game. That Penn State game was one of those close but no cigar type deals. Since then, Michigan has, has been dominant and thorough and impressive. They're giving themselves a shot, and they're confident, and they're loose, and they're playing inspired, and they have nothing to lose. Trip to Indy is not on the line for them. Ohio State's going there no matter what. And that doesn't mean Ohio State's going to come sleepwalking into Ann Arbor. You know that's not going to be the case. 
But I think Michigan is as ready as they're going to be for this game, as ready as they possibly could be for this game. And even, you know, take out the Penn State game, or, or don't take it out, whatever you want to do. Mich- this Michigan team is as ready as it possibly could be to play this Ohio State team on Saturday. So what does that game plan look like to me? I mean, I, ha- I just have a bunch of notes here, and, and I'll go through them bit by bit. We'll take a break at some point. I'll finish it up. And I said it was going to be a quick podcast. We're already, what, six and a half, seven minutes into this thing. Nice job, Anthony. So first and foremost, this isn't even a football game unless you play mistake-free and opportunistic football. And that means not turning over the ball. That means not dropping an interception. You have to make the plays that teams make in upset efforts. You've earned the right to be your top 10 team coming into this game. AP poll says you're ranked 10th. I'd imagine the college football playoff poll will look pretty similar to that. But this is still, a, you know, you're, you're a nine-point underdog. That's a pretty big underdog to be at home as a top 10 team. And that goes to show, like, just how just how good this Ohio State team is. And again, I'm not, I'm not going to spend this whole podcast fluffing them. But you have to make the plays that present themselves because they're not going to be there as much as they have been the last month or so. You know, overthrowing a touchdown pass in, in a in a blowout against Indiana is one thing. You overthrow it in this game, or you underthrow it, or it's not on the money. That hurts the that hurts a bit. You know, dropping interceptions, dropping a pick six, not falling on a loose football. Ohio State's not going to make a ton of mistakes. And if they do, even if they just make one mistake, you need to benefit from that mistake. Michigan can't win this game just playing their best football alone. They need Ohio State needs to screw up a bit. Now you can force them into that. But to me, that's where this game starts. Mistake-free, opportunistic football. And that's not a game plan thing. That's just more of a keys to the game type deal. Offensively, uh, and I'll just—I'm gonna kind of gonna jump around here. If there's a an Ohio State game plan that you've been installing since spring football, since fall camp, a little bit each week in practice, if there's some sort of special game plan, some trick plays, some a different look that you haven't shown yet, now is the time. Because whatever you have on film, Ohio State will be ready for. They will be ready for it. Got to have it all. You need to treat this game as if it's the last game that you will ever play. Forget the bowl game. Forget 2020. No. Chip Patterson's last game. Jim Harbaugh's last game. The seniors' last game. There, there is no no reason to hold things back now, and I and I don't I don't think they will. I think we will see Michigan be more aggressive than we have been when we've seen at times. So Josh Gaddis, I mean, it, it's going to be, we'll just start with the offense here. The offense, I like where things are heading. And I said this on the post game podcast uh, for Indiana, the way that things are right now, you're setting yourself up to be multifaceted in your attack. In the last couple weeks, 
Michigan's thrown for almost 400 yards in both games. So you can bet that Ohio State is going to emphasize that. They, I'd be stunned if they didn't. Because you've got, you've got Jeff Okuda. You've got Sean Wade. You've got Damon Arnett. Those are all NFL guys. Maybe a couple first-round guys. They have the goods to slow down the pass, and they can also rush the passer. But this is where there's been a frustration about Michigan not utilizing its wide receiver talent. This is where Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black, Ronnie Bell, they have to outplay those guys. We see this talk about, oh, Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones could come out this year. Well, guess what? If you're going to put something on film for NFL scouts to where you can come out this year, you better win these matchups on Saturday. Now, the emphasis on those guys might open some things up that we'll talk about here in a bit. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nico Collins, Treat Black, Ronnie Bell, you have to outplay Ohio State's secondary. You have to. You have to win those matchups. More, you have to win more of them than you lose. And we're talking about the, the Ohio State pass rush. Uh, Chase Young. I'll start with Chase Young. You better block him. Because there were times in that Penn State game where they didn't seem all that interested in blocking him. And you don't, you don't block or stop him. He's the best player in college football. He's got 16 and a half sacks on the year. He's going to need help, you know, whoever, if it's Jalen Mayfield, if it's John Runyon Jr., wherever he's lined up, better be a tight end over there or or a running back that's chipping or or something. And also, I think they're going to come after you. You can use that aggression again. And and I think a lot of these battles, if you're going to win these battles offensively, you're going to have to have these guys off balance before the snap of the football. Similar to what we saw in that Michigan State game. Pre-stat, you know, the jet sweeps and the pre-snap motions and all that. Screens. I think the screen game could potentially be pretty big for them. If Chase, you know, if Chase Young's going to be coming after you, let him come after you. And take your, take your shots there. Gotta help. Gotta help. Whoever's on Chase Young, you have to help him out. Shea Patterson, Michigan offense. Shea Patterson needs to go toe-to-toe with Justin Fields, potentially outplay him, which he's played amazing the last, uh, absolutely amazing the last two weeks. And Justin Fields, Justin Fields is damn good. Shea Patterson's pr- playing pretty damn good too. And I don't think it's a hot take to suggest that Whichever team gets the better quarterback play has a good shot to win this game. Now, what separates the two is that I think, and maybe this goes to, um, well, I'll stick with the offense for now. Let me move on to the next one that I had written down here. I think that when you look at Ohio State, their front seven, those guys are athletic. 
They're you know twitchy to use the scouting term. Secondary, obviously, very good. I have a. I think that there's a chance this might be a tight ends game. Pat Fryermuth from uh, Penn State seemed to have a decent amount of success uh, with I think Pete Werner was lined up against him. Yeah, Pat Fryermuth, six catches for 40 yards in that game. Might be a Nick Eubanks game. Might might be a, a Sean McEwen game. With with so much emphasis on slowing down People's Jones and Tariq Black and, and Nico Collins. Going to need some other guys to step up in the passing game. And I think that the tight ends, that might be, that might be something we see unleashed uh, to a certain extent this week. So we're going to take a quick break here. We'll, we'll talk about that Michigan defense, some of the keys there. And then we'll wrap this up here on the Monday podcast here on Maze and Brew. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back here on the Monday Maze and Brew podcast. Again, I'm your host, Anthony Broom, team site producer, managing editor over at the website. We're talking Ohio State game plan, some of the keys of the game, some of the things to look for uh, as we go through the week and, and sort of scout the Buckeyes team that comes in Ann Arbor this weekend. Let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball now. I, I think one of the bigger keys uh, to this game is going to be getting the Ohio State offense into third and long situations. We're talking, you know, third and five, third and six, and beyond. Because I just think that's your best, you know, that's your best chance to get off the field. I mean, it, it goes without saying. Um, you know, if you can win those early downs. You're gonna you're gonna be in decent shape. So so right off the bat, that's something I'm looking for. I think that Ohio State, you know, a lot of people look at that passing game and they look at, you know, they remember what happened last year with Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin and you know Chris Olave, Austin Mack, Benjamin Victor. I mean, God, they, you know, you talk about all the talent in Michigan's wide receiver room. Ohio State match that and then you know can match that and then some Um, of course those were the guys from last year but now you know you've got kj hill you've got um you know mac you've got i mean they have so many guys you know benjamin victor alave who who kind of made his name in that game last year i for as prolific as that passing attack can be and for as good as justin fields is i think 
what the plan for them might be is to attack the interior of Michigan's defensive line. I think they're going to hammer. They're going to try and hammer away there, and also attack the edges. And that's where you know a guy like Jordan Glasgow is something that I think that's you know on paper I think Ohio State look at Jordan Glasgow and be like you know what that's a mismatch for us. We can exploit that, and that's why I wonder if you know Michigan talked about. Josh Ross could play in one more game this year and then they'd try and redshirt him. I wonder this this is I mean spoiler alert. This is probably going to be his one game. I bet you he's a bit of a bit of a secret weapon for them. Cuz I think Ohio State is going to try to attack the edges there. You know, in the secondary, Lavert Hill, Ambry Thomas, I think to a certain extent Lavert Hill is not had the senior season he was hoping for. Those two guys need to have two of their best games at Michigan. And they need to make plays in the secondary. We talk about the, how the wide receivers needed to win their battles against OSU's secondary. Those two guys need to come to play. Lavert Hill came back to Ann Arbor to win games like this. And the other games like this they've played this year, at Wisconsin, at Penn State, Hasn't gone well for them. There's a lot on the line for, for this senior class. Amory Thomas, obviously, just a junior. But, you know, when I look at... I, I don't see... The thing about the Indiana game is I didn't really see a ton... It hasn't been like the past, where last year... the cro- that Indiana game last year was kind of where those crossing routes started to be more and more of a problem. This year, you came out of Indiana relatively unscathed. Don Brown is adjusting, mixing in some man, you know, some zone coverages in there, keeping offenses off balance, and that's all you can really ask for is that you you keep them just a little bit off balance, make them think a little bit, because the more you think, the more likely, the more likely you are to make a mistake. Ohio State hasn't, like like I said, they haven't been tested all that much this year. I think you have the goods to give them the best game that they've they've gone against this year. I really do. I felt like you did heading into this season. Now, it took a hard reset about halfway through the year to kind of get back on track, but the way things are heading right now, that's, that's what it is. But the biggest key of all, and this isn't a game plan thing, and thank God, because you can't, you, you simply cannot predict their plan for these things. In these rivalry games, and namely in the Ohio State game, for either team, an unsung hero rises to the occasion and helps his team get a win. And more often than not, that unsung hero has been for Ohio State. You know, in uh, in 2017, JT Barrett gets hurt. Dwayne Haskins comes in. No. Obviously, leads him leads him to a victory. The start of the Dwayne Haskins era, to a certain extent, there. Last year, for for you know, Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, for all the talent they had at wide receiver last year, who burns you early in that game? Chris Olave. 
comes out of nowhere, burns you in that game. Ohio State's offensive line last year had been a problem all season long. Not against Michigan. Played their best game of the year. They, uh, it, was, it was night and day. So that unit as a whole, unsung hero for, for Ohio State last year. Who could those guys be for Michigan? And again, there, there have been chances for unsung heroes with you know plays squandered in this series for Michigan. But to throw a couple guys that I'd be looking at uh, in here, Giles Jackson, I think, could certainly be one. Mikey Sainer still could be one. Talk about the wide receivers, how the, there is going to be so much focus on Michigan's big three. Really big four with Ronnie Bell. Giles Jackson starting to he's been coming in there adding a different little wrinkle there's your speed and space guy right there Sainer still has, has made some big plays the last few weeks maybe Cornelius Johnson comes comes out of nowhere and, and makes a play Mike Dana on the defensive side of the ball I think could be a candidate for that I, I sort of hit on Josh Ross Vincent Gray Brad Hawkins, Dax Hill. I mean, Dax Hill and Cameron Groan, those guys aren't really unsung heroes at this point. Those are two of your better players on defense. Maybe a, a Quinn Nordine or Jake Moody or, or Will Hart is an unsung hero. If Michigan's going to win this game, it's going to need a player performance from someone that we're not really thinking about right now. So those would be my picks for, for those guys. Again, looking at uh, listen, my early thoughts on this game, and then because uh, we have other podcasts this week, and I know it's a holiday, we will have shows all five days. I promise you that. You're going to need the distraction from your family on Thursday. I'll have something for you there. Black Friday, you're going to be waiting in line at the store. We'll have something for you there. But where my thoughts are on this game right now, if you're asking me on Monday. What's my game prediction? I think that Michigan does have a shot. I do. Um, All things without predicting the unpredictable or hoping for the unpredictable. Looking at it objectively, looking at it where things are at today. I think that Ohio State will win this game. I think that they probably will cover that spread. I see this being like a 30, like a 38 27 game, 38 28. Again, that could change by the end of the week. It's just, I, listen, I know, I know we're so desperate for that, that signature win. And, and it feels like this group has, has earned a shot at it. But man, like, I can't, if, because I'd put the chances of Michigan winning this game at around 25%. I really would. Later in the week, I'll probably be around 40%. Because that's just how this week goes. You talk yourself into it. You get invested in the game. Michigan's leading in the game. And then something happens where they lose the game. But, again, I'm not trying to be negative here. This Ohio State team is just so good. I mean, I... I don't know if any of the other three teams in the playoff picture 
were the playoffs to be held today would beat them, let alone this Michigan team. But it's the 50th anniversary of that 1969 team. Go read up on them for some of you that are younger. Some of you don't even remember, you know, the 2009 game or the 1999 game. Go do some his. Go. There was a time where Michigan won these games. So if you need some help talking yourself into an upset this week, recommend checking out the history books a bit. This Ohio State is this Ohio State team is good. I'm gonna be interested to see how Ryan Day does if if his team is in a chess match where things aren't really going well. Sorry, I know things got dicey against Penn State, but I'll be honest. James, nobody gets into a chess match with James Franklin. They don't. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm at about 25% right now. <laughs> After Wisconsin, if there was a negative percentage, that's probably where I would have been. Definitely at 0%. I will stick to my guns and say I, you know, I can't pick them to win this game. They haven't beaten the two toughest teams on their schedule this year. And this is the toughest. So we'll just call it what it is. Again, I kind of laid out how they can make this a, a game. But we're in the show me we're in the show me stage now. No, I'm not not gonna hype it up. Not going to um, you know that they've earned this opportunity. And I think that's all you could ask for. You have a chance. You have a real legitimate chance. And this is not going to be an easy scout or an easy game plan for Ohio State. And if it is, Ryan Day is a football savant. This Michigan team is not going to be easy to prepare for. And you go through, you look at Ohio State's schedule, probably the highest, hardest to prepare for to this point. Let me say one other thing. This just popped in my head. If you're one of the Michigan fans that sells your ticket to turn a profit to an Ohio State fan, you suck, first and foremost. There's going to be, even in this game, there's going to be an embarrassing amount of red in that stadium. And I'll say, if you are so hard up for the cash, tweet at us. Tweet at Mason Brew. Tell us you're hard up for cash. Prove to us you have tickets. We'll open a GoFundMe for you. Keep your tickets. Enjoy the game as a Michigan fan. And there are rumors out there. There have been rumors out there for years that Ohio State fans buy Michigan season tickets. So once every couple years, they guarantee a ticket into that game. Wouldn't be surprised if that was true. But don't. If you're a Michigan fan, you sell your tickets because you're, you're turning a profit. I respect it, but you also suck. You just do. Big House should be rocking on Saturday. We'll be rocking throughout the week. I will be talking to a Michigan player who played in this rivalry and won in this rivalry on one of their more notable teams later this week. Keep your eyes on that. Won't give it away just yet. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Michigan football, Ohio State week, the week of the game. Michigan basketball's in the battle for Atlantis. They're, they'll be heading to the Bahamas on Monday. Three games in three days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. 
be, I'd love to hear what some of your keys of the game are. Game predictions, taking issue with what I say, whatever it is. Follow the website at Maze and Brew on Twitter. Get our, our shows and podcasts wherever you get your shows. iTunes, Apple. iTunes and Apple are the same thing. Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. And remember, just beat Ohio State.